From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swampshead, Jersey, in Charleston, South Carolina, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for Sunday. Week 10 of the National Football League season. Jeremy Schilling, Luke Morrow, hello. Good morning. All right, Dad, come here, sit down. Come here. Come here, sit down. Sit down. Hashtag toilet bowl. Uh, yes, no, sit down. I told you to sit. He won't sit down and join the show. Luke. Luke, 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 tee me up. Just tee me up, please. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, uh, I do believe that the better team in the building for today's game, and I don't know why I keep believing in this team or why I keep saying things like this, but I think it is the Jets. I do think the Jets get a win today. <laughs> no! Why? There's certain teams that I just can't get off of, and uh, the Jets are one of them. I don't know if it's because of a refusal to, to admit that you're wrong, and I thought this team had a lot of talent, and they could actually, you know, be like 500 this year, uh, or what it is. But like from, especially from a, um, especially from a betting perspective, the Jets are getting points. So when the two are playing essentially on a neutral field, I still think the Jets are a better team. I'm taking those points, so I'm taking the Jets today, and I think they win outright uh, because I do think they have the better roster. Uh, there's no sort of home field advantage. I mean, there may be more Giants fans there. I don't know. But uh, but I think I, I'm still on the train. I think the Jets get a win today. The Jet home game, technically. Um, all right. How much time do we have on this show? 14 minutes? Can I use all 14 minutes? <laughs> Go ahead. Vent, vent about your team. Why is Adam Gase safe? Why is this coaching staff that has let this team become a laughing stock? That why is this team not playing a full 60 minutes? Why is it playing five minutes, 10 minutes, and then going nowhere? Why is Sam Darnold regressed? Why has this football team and this organization not taking the step forward that they need to? They're missing two offensive pieces, Chris Herndon and Quincy Nunwa. That does not speak to effort. That does not speak to talent. Ryan Griffin is a, a is a perfect examination of the growth of talent in, in this National Football League team. Yet, the play calling is atrocious. The quarterback play is atrocious. Without C.J. Mosley, the defensive play has been atrocious. This football team is atrocious. And I do not understand why Adam Gase is safe per Adam Schefter. Because this team has been an embarrassment year over year over year. You fire the GM who hires the coach, and then you expect the GM, the current GM, Joe Douglas, to survive and, and let Gates survive? This is, an, this, is, this is so bad, Luke. And I am quit of hearing people say that Adam Gates should get a full, full season together. Mr. Schefter, I trust you, but Chris Johnson is being too lapsed, won't talk to the media, is a baby, and is letting atrocious football survive in a city where it is unacceptable. This team should have been 9-7, and 10-6, and six, and instead is going towards 1-15, and 15 and is going to get there sooner rather than later. It's bad. Love the passion. And rant. <laughs> and I don't disagree with really anything anything that you said, but um, 
you know, I'm typically in support of coaches being given more time. Like, I didn't like the idea of firing Steve Wilkes after one year last year, especially when you had a rookie quarterback that were changing their defensive scheme and to only give them one year to try to figure out uh, a situation like that was unfair. For Gates, though, when there is time to move on from a coach in a situation like this where it's just been a disaster. I mean, he, he almost seems uh, in over his head, despite being a head coach previously. Uh, the team's not ready each week. The game plans are poor. As you said, the franchise quarterback has taken a step back under his watch uh, and I just don't like his attitude or just the way he carries himself his press conferences the excuse making talking about uh, it's the NFL you can't be embarrassed by anything like take some prep you know oh come on come on and thank you for letting me thank you for reminding me of that why does Adam Gase say two weeks ago in the past this is embarrassing and then this week say this is the NFL. You can't be embarrassed by this shit. Come on! Understand where you're coming from. You're in New York. You can't get by with those statements. They're held against you in a court of law called talk radio. Yeah, so, I, sorry. I agree with, with everything. With that said, I'm still picking the Jets to win today. I don't really know why. I, I, I don't know who to pick today. And thankfully, I won't be available to watch it. Congrats on my friends on having a baptism and thank you for having it today. Sorry, for having a baby and thank you for having the baptism today. I really appreciate it. Gives me something else to do and focus on. All right, let's talk about your team. Is this the game of the year for you guys tonight at football against the, against the Cowboys? Six, six and three versus five and three. Is this the game of the year? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty big because uh, there's a huge difference between seven and three and then if you fall back you know you're six and four you're, you're just over 500 and you, you're right in the thick of the race uh, for the wild card with a bunch of teams that are in a competitive MC they gotta go to Dallas and, and win a game here on the road beat a good you know beat a winning team on the road on a Sunday night game this is all the makings of a classic Vikings letdown especially for Kirk Cousins so they gotta try to find a way Kirk struggles in prime time I mean he got a win two weeks ago but that was against the Redskins uh, this is going to be a different animal. In his career, he struggled against Dallas. I think he's 1-6. I believe he's thrown an interception at least one in every all seven games against the Cowboys. Turns the football over. Doesn't beat Dallas from his days in Washington. But these are two really similar teams. I mean, they both have good defenses. I would say the Vikings is better. They both have good run games. They're kind of built off of that run game. Ask the quarterback to do a little bit less. They hope that the run game can lead the offense, and then the quarterback can work off play action and that type of thing. Uh, the fans are kind of, you know, not sold on either quarterback, Zach or Kirk Cousins, can both have coaches who, kind of on the hot seat, certainly more so Jason Garrett, but, you know, there's some pressure on Zimmer, too, uh, two coaches that despite their records, I mean, they win, but they still uh, are always felt like they're not doing enough, and that was the case last week where the Vikings let one slip away in Kansas City, and the coaching staff has taken a lot of heat this past week, so two really similar teams, uh, it's just, I guess, who you give the advantage to when it comes down to the quarterback, Cousins has struggled against the Cowboys in his career, but Prescott, you know, I, I trust that Vikings defense and the schemes that Zimmer can comes up comes up with against the quarterback like Dak Prescott, so two really evenly matched teams, just how will the Vikings play in a big game? Uh, I think I think Dallas wins this game. It's at home. I think this is a Kirk Cousins letdown game. I think you guys lose 31-14. Ooh, big loss. I know Dallas is only a three-point favorite, but I think this is a big moment. I think they recognize the big moment, and I think they move on from it. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Might, em, embrace it and move on from it. Yeah, that's, the, that's just the fear for Kirk. I mean, on paper, I think the Vikings are the better team, but the worry, especially on the road, is always primetime 
Kirk Cousins, which version are you going to get? Even the Vikings, historically, even before Kirk Cousins, the Vikings have always struggled on prime time as well uh, from coach to coach. So it is a big game. Hopefully they're ready to go on the road tonight. Maybe last week's loss helps to uh, wake them up a little bit. I mean, they're on a winning streak. Uh, then you lose. Maybe become a little bit more coachable this past week, a little more focused, and go into Dallas and try to get a big win. All right. The game of the year for you guys may also be Seahawks 49ers. Because basically we're looking at a situation where it's going to be the NFC West team and the NFC North team taking the two wild card spots. I don't see the Panthers without Cam Newton doing this. So uh, 49ers, Seahawks, Rams. I, I, I don't think the Eagles are for real. We've talked about that on the show over and over again. So... A, I think the 49ers win this game and make a statement. I'm now a believer in San Francisco. And B, I really think if you win tonight, get to six and three, uh, get to seven and three, Seahawks seven and three, and you get some help from the Rams. Uh, and if if Mason Rudolph can step up for the Steelers and get a victory there, this is a vital stretch of games for you guys. Yeah, certainly this time of year. Um, and uh, in the competitive NFC, I like the, the 49ers in that game Monday night. And, um, you know, it's interesting. The Seahawks, they're 7-2. and two. They're, they, They've been a surprise for me. But you look at their season, six of their seven wins have been by one possession. Uh, they've done really well in one possession games. Now, the analytical folks would tell you that that's one of those stats that it's kind of like fluky or lucky where you catch all the breaks and then eventually you regress to the mean. And usually it's a year-to-year thing. One team that does really well in one-score games then struggles in one-score games the following season. But for the Seahawks, I mean, we're at, uh, what is this, week 10, and they've already had six wins by one score. Uh, I don't know if that's something that's going to regress to the mean this year, but it also is a reason why people believe they're still slightly overrated, that they're winning a lot of close games, they're getting some lucky breaks, uh, forced turnovers, which is hard to rely on, and they're winning a lot of close games. Can that keep up? Meanwhile, San Francisco, as you said, they're undefeated. Uh, San Francisco has been really good. They're getting healthier now. They're getting two offensive linemen back. They're getting their fullback back, who plays a big role in that offense with the Niners. Jimmy Garoppolo played well last week. They get uh, 11 days, whatever it is, to prepare for this one. They're at home. Uh, I like the Niners. I actually like the Niners. I think they're favored by the uh, I think it's six and a half, and I think yep. they're over uh, Monday night as well. So I, I, I do think the Niners make a statement, and as you alluded to, that, that would be good for the Vikings to try to uh, add another loss to the Seahawks there for the wild card race. All right, so Kansas City, Tennessee, Patrick Mahomes is back. This is a game. Now it's a six-point favorite line for Kansas City over Tennessee. For me, this is a big moment for Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes get up early and get him out of there, but I think Tennessee is going to be stingy and not let them do that. I, I For them, they, 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 they wish this game was against the Bengals, if you're a Chiefs fan. I think right. the Titans are going to make them hang around, which is not what they're looking for. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I'm the, if I'm the Chiefs, I, I don't even, I don't know why you rush Mahomes back. And I know he's been practicing, and obviously they're not going to put him out there if they don't think he's at least healthy enough to try to protect himself. I mean, Look at Matthew Stafford. Look at what the Lions did with Matthew Stafford. Basically told him, sorry, you're out. Right. Uh, yeah, you have to protect these guys from themselves and for the Chiefs, for Mahomes. 
I mean, is this one game worth the rest of the season? They're in first place. Your closest competition is the Raiders, who I, I like this year, but I don't think the Chiefs have to worry about them winning the division. And then plus, I mean, you got, uh, hopefully, if everything works out, you know, 10, 15 years of Mahomes, why jeopardize it by rushing him back from an injury like this? Uh, and now it's dealing with two separate injuries this year uh, for when you have a bye week coming up in two weeks and a losing, you know, the Chargers who are a mess next week and this Titans game. So I, I'm curious to see what type of version we get from Pat Mahomes today, how mobile he is, goes up against a pretty tough defense and a defensive head coach Mike Rabel and, and just a physical tough team. So uh, we'll see what Mahomes brings to the table. But Matt Moore looks really good the last two weeks. And Andy Reid has always done well with backup quarterbacks. So I'm the Chiefs. I give him uh, another week. I don't rush him back, at least not until it looks like you really need him. And that hasn't been the case. Moore beat the Vikings last week. Should have beat the Packers two weeks ago. It wasn't his fault. He played well both games. You know, if you're getting a performance like, you know, Nathan Peterman, then it's like, okay, we need Mahomes back out there. But Moore was, was carrying the load. I would stick with Matt Moore until you got to a point here this week or next week where it seems like, okay, teams have figured it out or the luck has run out. He's obviously not good enough. we got to get our MVP back in there. But I'd be cautious with Mahomes in this injury. Did we forget to talk about a game? Uh, Packers, uh, Panthers, I think. Yes. Okay, Packers, Panthers. This is a huge moment for the Packers. They've had some some shaky performances here. You're seven and two. Now Kyle Allen's going to be the quarterback for the Panthers for a while. This is the moment to step up. You're at Lambeau and say bye bye. Nice seeing you. Bye bye. Yeah, uh, and the, you know the Packers can bounce back from last week where. And they were pretty much embarrassed against the Chargers. Uh, and if the Chargers actually turned field goals into touchdowns in the red zone, that would have been a huge blowout. Um, the Packers struggle against physical teams, and they struggle against teams that can run the football. I mean, the Eagles, their two losses, the Eagles and uh, the Chargers last week, were just teams that were more physical than them and just ran it down their throats. And, uh, and the Panthers now come into town with Christian McCaffrey, one of the best running backs in the league, and the Panthers are really good when they run it to their, to their left, and the Packers defense is actually at its worst when the other team runs it to the offense's left side. Look uh, at so, you with the in-depth stats. <laughs> yeah, how's that for analysis? So it's a, it's, a, it's a tough matchup for the Packers with what we've seen so far this year, but they're coming off an embarrassing loss. They're at home. It's Aaron Rodgers against Kyle Allen, and it's also going to be cold. It's supposed to be in the high 20s. Uh, last I saw, potentially a chance for snow, small chance, but a chance. And the Panthers, you know, there is a big difference when you go from the south to the north, and the Panthers, in their last two games, they've, they've only played two games when it's colder than 40 degrees uh, the last nine years since Cam Newton entered the league. And one was a loss to the Browns last year, and the other they lost in Minnesota when the Vikings were playing outdoors. It was 31-13. They played terrible. It looked like they didn't want to be out there. And Kyle Allen's only game that he's played in weather colder than 40 degrees was in a bowl game in college five years ago when it was 38 degrees. It could be something like 27 today at Lambeau. So it's also something to watch out for. Uh, it, it pains me to say, but I think the Packers rebound, and I think they get a win at home coming off that embarrassing loss last week. Complete side note, why are bowl games played in cold weather situations? I've never understood that. Yeah, it's a good question. That particular bowl game was in Memphis, and I always thought of uh, Tennessee as being a warm place, but then the first time I went to Nashville, it snowed. And so uh, I always said if it's cold enough to snow there, I don't consider it the South. Tennessee, it's not as warm as I or other people may think. It gets cold there, cold enough to snow. I don't consider Tennessee the South anymore. Well, not just that, but... Like bowl games are supposed to be a reward for a you know for a good or more recently with the ten thousand bowl games that exist a decent season that's not what should be you shouldn't get a cold weather situation for that. 
Hey, what's up to the, the teams that have to play at the Yankee Stadium? Yes, in the pinstripe ball. Yeah, have fun with that one. All right, Luke, we're getting to the end of our radio program. Aww. The game to watch golf during is... Ooh, um, I'm going to say one that I'm going to have to watch, the Saints-Falcons. I think the Saints killed the Falcons. Whoa, wait, wait, you're not putting Giants-Jets there? No, I try to be nice and leave the Jets out. Uh, <laughs> I think the Falcons will be even worse. <laughs> Um, uh, this is obviously the Jets-Giants. Um, that's my Survivor game, Saints over Falcons. Yeah, I don't blame you. What's your Survivor game? Uh, you got like 82 to choose from. <laughs> I know it. You know what? I'm actually going to go bold again. I'm going to say the Rams on the road against the Steelers, which sounds crazy to pick a road team and the Steelers are 500, but I just like the matchup. Rams coming off a bye, road favorite coming off buys, win two-thirds of the time since 2000, and also the matchup. Rams have a top-five defense, according to the numbers. Steelers' bottom-five offense. I think the Rams win today. That is my sleeper game. Um, your sleeper game? My sleeper game is, uh, for me personally, I'm going to say Lions-Bears. I'll be watching that one because of the division. But also, Bills-Browns is really interesting. Browns somehow favored at home. Vegas knows something. Uh, Bills are fighting for, you know, they're 6-2, and two, and the Browns may get a win today because of because of what Vegas knows. Excuse me. Sorry. What do you think Vegas knows? I don't know, but I can tell you that teams that have a winning percentage of less than 25% that go up against teams that have a winning percentage of 75% or better, and when those teams with a worst record are favored, uh, they're 6-0 and all-time against the spread, and that's the case for the Browns today. I don't know what Vegas knows. Maybe they uh, are accounting for the Bills' week schedule. The, uh, the Browns are at home. I don't know, but I was shocked to see the Browns favored by three at home in that game. I am, Those too. Take the Browns. I am, too. Um, all right, so uh, that leads to your game of the day, and that, for me, is Monday Night Football. Um. Yeah, I usually, uh, I always try to avoid the Vikings because of like some weird superstition. So I'm going to say, uh, I'll play Monday Night Football as well. Okay. And your personal watch, player to watch, whatever you want to call it. Mahomes would be the obvious one, but I'm going to say Christian McCaffrey because of what I laid out earlier where the uh, Packers rush defense is not very good. Could be cold, could be snowy. Uh, Panthers are going to have to keep it on the ground. McCaffrey uh, is maybe the best running back in the league this year. I think he has a, a huge day against Green Bay. David Fales, Jets backup quarterback. This is his coming out party. <laughs> Jets win. I'm just telling you, they're going to be down big, so they'll be able to put in David Fales. Yeah, it's not going to be Luke Falk after this past week. Uh, Luke Falk's cut, so... I know, but he also... I know, I know. I'm just saying, because of the grievance or whatever. Wait, there's... Wait, there's legal action? Yeah, Luke Falk. Uh, something about how the Jets handled his injury or something. Okay, then. I have not read up about that. Yeah, more of a mess. Yeah, more of a mess for the Jets. Thank you, Luke. My pleasure. Thank you, sir.